0: So, this one is kind of um, very personal and quite surprising. I've been sitting here for the past few minutes trying to write article a blog or something yeah actually a story that is quite personal to me I'm not sure where to start I kind of have scribbled one or two things down but still it feels like I'm not getting any not writer's block it's not a block I sure do know what I want to write I just don't know how to articulate it I just don't know how to put the bits and pieces together I don't know how to put what exactly how I feel on paper. my hands feel heavy not that there is anything wrong with my hands anyway it's just it's just the weight of what's on my mind I felt it was best to just put a podcast rather than put a blog so here am I just pouring it out instead of just writing it down Trying to find the right diction, the right words, the right vocabulary, I figured it's best for me to just pour it all out with words, through speaking. Yeah. Today is Sunday, the 29th of May, 2022. And yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired of going to church. Yeah, I said that right. If you knew me before now, you'd be like, what? I'm surprised this is coming from you. Yeah, but just hold on. I'm not tired of being in Christ. Of course, it's my life. You can't take that away. It's who I am. I found life. I lost my religion. I found Jesus. So religion started being worrisome. Something happened to me. Something broke inside of me that can't be fixed again. That can't. That would ever change the course of my entire life. That's just one thing with Jesus. If you meet Jesus, the norm becomes abnormal. I'm tired of being, I'm not tired of being in church, I'm tired of going to church, I'm tired of meeting the regular. I just feel like I should just speak it out here this will be probably the first time I just burying my innermost thought out the frustration the depression I feel drained every single time I return from church and this is quite lately my heart skipped a bit Anytime I want to go to church, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what I would hear that would just turn me off. It's just like a switch. And I would just flip. So I find myself most of the time, I I keep praying. Father give me an open heart to be able to sit and listen without having to to try to be you know trying to be picky. But I can't help being picky. And that's what happens when you when you find the real thing. Every single thing I know, every single thing I used to know pre COVID changed post COVID something happened something snapped in me during COVID 2020 is surely a marker in my life 2020 was the year a reset button was pressed yeah that horrible year that a lot of people had horrible experience or uh, some people actually did have nice experience out of the horrible experience you know the saying all things work together for good it's true and that goes with me before 2020 happened I, I had a rough year in 2019 I was going through a very stressful period of my life, generally, in every way. People at work, at home, relationships, friends, generally. It felt like it was coming to a peak, a climax, a boiling point. As if something inside of me was going to just explode. And then, boom! 2020 happened. It almost felt like God had to give a global holiday just for me to reset my life. It almost felt like the entire world stopped so that I could just start all over again. And It's never been the same. i believe that something snapped in everyone's life post-covid something snapped in everyone's life during covid and we came out different in ways that would ever change our lives completely and for me i didn't realize how glaring it was until started mixing back in the society that I used to be okay with and I can no longer be okay with the things I used to be okay with I tried to pretend like nothing was wrong everything was fine they told me oh you're just gonna blend in oh it's fine oh people are always gonna say things you're not gonna like but you just sieve it out. But no, it just grew worse. It's I tried to take all the advice. But something inside of me is saying no. It just can't work the way it used to work. Yeah. I met Jesus during COVID. And it sounds strange that I'm saying this because I've always been a Christian all my life. Or should I say, I've always, you know, played religion or maybe just, you know, being a good Christian, just enough religious to get by. And you know, try to be kind, gentle, good sometimes, bad and angry sometimes when someone pushes me to the wall. You know, but when I met Jesus, I realized the difference between being a Christian and being a moralist. And I think that the majority of the things we practice majority of people that we see are merely trying to tag the level of being a Christian without actually having to leave as a Christian and just trying to morally get by but when I found Jesus everything changed period of the pandemic where everyone was at home I had a unique experience I had a whole different experience Of course I had enough time in my hands so I prayed a lot I read my bible a lot But in a different way where we usually like do it Regularly or do it religiously now I prayed intentionally I didn't just read off words I talked with a person I didn't just read the Bible I read about a person something happened This person eventually started talking to me this person started becoming very real as physical as anybody else this person started interacting with me and showing me him he became more real than every other thing I used to know I enjoyed company with him Out there, COVID was ravaging the entire world. I was also hit. I had a rough year. But somehow, something good came out of the entire roughness. And the seclusion of the pandemic and the ample time that I had to stay indoors and have a lot of time to do any other thing I could do, found myself constantly praying in the spirit for long hours, sitting out with Jesus for long nights, reading the Bible for long days. I only stopped at some point where I need to do some house chores, get some breakfast or lunch or dinner, whatever it is, say hi to the rest of the family members, and then it's the same thing for the entire COVID period. What I didn't realize so quickly was how this is going to change my entire life for the next coming years and up till now. What I didn't quickly realize is that I'm no longer going to fit in or so I think What I didn't quickly realize is that every single thing I know, I am going to question all of it. What I didn't quickly realize is that I was never going to be the same if I went back to church after COVID. And that's where the problem is. (sighs) I'm tired of going to church. I'm tired of doing it the same way I just can't in good faith do it in the same way in all good conscience because something snapped I sat with Jesus he gave me his flesh and his blood I related with him he purged me. No, not in a cliche form of, oh Lord, purge me and all the emotional. He sat me down and opened the darkness in my heart, showed me the darkness in my heart. The evil of playing religion. Trying to be who I used to be or trying to become who I'm not. Not being true to myself or authentically made myself. That he showed me all of those things and then he liberated me from them. I became free. I became authentic. I became different. I couldn't just be the same. And it's even worse that I can't pretend to accept the same things that I used to accept before trying to be good is not being good, trying to be nice is not being nice you either are good or aren't that's what he said or that's what he showed me he showed me what love was he showed me that love could be better he showed me that I didn't like people it was one of the most shocking discoveries oh I used to be good good at Christian nice being kind giving and all of that he said you don't like people he told me straight to my face you only like them because of me that's what he said I said yeah I mean of course I started I was ashamed of myself for the first time I felt so repugnant to myself the first time, myself disgusted me. The wickedness in my heart towards my fellow humanity was exposed by the light himself. I was only kind because of Jesus. I wasn't exactly kind because I wanted to be And he said, the real kind is when you are kind towards people and when you're good towards people because of you and you're doing it for them. And then by fulfilling that act, now you love me. That's how you love me. I shudder at that. I didn't realize I was doing it all wrong. You know that thing that we usually say oh I'm doing this thing because of Jesus It's only because of Jesus you know that's actually totally wrong we get to do it because people need it we get to do it because we genuinely love them not because God said so when you now do it because you genuinely care about the person you're doing it for then you're loving God that's what he said <sighs> my entire life crumbled before me I knew that things were gonna be different but I didn't realize how of a misfit that I'm gonna be when I return back to church nothing ever fits anymore If you asked me just now what is it you like to change in the church what is it you would want okay you are no longer a misfit what is it that's going to go down so you'll be able to be comfortable in church I can't point a thing But everything everything just didn't quite fit anymore The way we handle ourselves, we call ourselves Christians, but our hearts are filled with wickedness. We tie the label all around us, but there's no love, everyone is starving. The words from the pastor's mouth is only some sort of spiritual blackmail. Some sort of ways to keep you in church and keep you busy in a unit, in a service unit or the other. Or some sort of a way to cajole you and twist your mind to bring out your finances to God and give it to God. Not that anything was wrong with giving, but it has become the central reason why we come to church attention attraction has become the reason why we're in church we want to be noticed We want people to know that we're doing something we want to be busy in a service unit and that's beautiful but it's not the main reason why we should be there The noise is becoming so louder and louder and louder that it's drowning the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit that was supposed to be the heard of the church. Everything seems off. Every single thing we do is centered on the things that we need God to do for us. So relationship with God becomes a transaction. For the first time, I looted it. It was a norm for me. If you needed something, God, if you do this for me, I'm going to do this for you. God, if you do this for me, I promise you, I'm going to do that for you. I was used to it. It was our pattern. We just rolled with it. After I met Jesus, I couldn't be the same anymore. I couldn't in all good conscience say, God, if you did this for me, I'm going to do that for you. Because you know what? He's done everything for me. I didn't need to please him to be able to get what I needed. Because everything I needed was provided we just don't get it the world is suffering the kingdom of darkness tends to be closing in on the children of light we're not seeing this we go to church The pastor says, you're blessed, your family's blessed, everybody's blessed, your business, your career is all about you, 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 your finances, your money. Not that all of those things are not good. Not that all of those things are not needed. But that's not the primary thing. The primary thing is for we Christians as believers to use our power The power in the name of Jesus to subdue the kingdom of darkness, to make our world a little brighter, to take off the focus of ourselves, of our finances, of our career, of our children, of our lives, of of us, 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 we, 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 and put it on the kingdom. And put it on, bringing the light into the world. And put it on, on, on where it's supposed to be. In that, way Matthew chapter six, verse thirty-three starts making sense, when Jesus said, "Seek you first the kingdom of God, and then every other thing will fall in place." You never have to pray for yourself because your needs just are met when I realized what I was getting myself into in one of those days during the period I was struggling and when God needed me to sit so that he could teach me during the pandemic. I felt his hands heavily on my shoulders. He was saying, surrender. I'm giving you the chance to surrender everything. You don't have to own your life anymore. I have to take over this time. Then I turned to him and said, Lord, I got a lot of burden. I got a lot of things I'm carrying got a lot of things I need to take care of I have a lot of backstabbers I have a lot of people who didn't like me I constantly always have to look behind me and watch my back if I have to always look at you and look up and look forward Lord, you gotta watch my back because I got a lot of backstabbers behind me and they are the reason why I can't give you everything He said, give it up for me. Give yourself to me, and I will watch your back. That was the covenant. And I said, God, I don't ever have to pray for anything about myself. You watch my back, and I focus on you. And that's been the drift since the time up until now. So every single time I go to church, and the central focus of the teaching and the preaching is about your finances, your career, how you're going to break through, how you're going to be the devil behind, how you're going to cast out this and cast out that and chase this demon. And some people actually make a seven-fold, seven-point teaching on the devil. How the devil doesn't want you to succeed, how the devil. Do this. How the devil is doing that? God said, "No, you you got to stop. Focus on me. Face me." It was done in on me. Why the apostle Paul said, "If you are dead in Christ, set your affections on things above, rather than things beneath." There are a lot of things that are actually drawing our attention. But Jesus said to Martha, only one thing is needful. And that one thing is to focus on him. Because we are always going to have storms. But when we fix our eyes on Jesus, just like Paul, just like Peter fixed his eyes on Jesus, we are going to ride the storm. You know, the funny thing about the storm is that it wasn't recorded that it stopped. Peter just walked on water. It wasn't recorded that the storm stopped. So I, I, I think in, in all good conscience that this is one of the reasons why I'm no longer at ease with the church culture, the present church culture. The words that are coming from the pulpit are no longer refreshing to my soul because I've sat with the one who refreshes the soul, who restores the soul and i've eaten from the right food from the right meal and the right things and the right ways of doing things it's no longer i'm no longer worried and concerned about how i'm gonna deal with my finances how i'm gonna deal with some things i'm more concerned about how the other person should be able to be liberated should be able to be free how goodness and little sparks of light and peace and joy and warmth is spread across the world, the earth that we live in. So for me, it's no longer a self-centered, self-focused, self-absorbed sort of teaching that I want. Jesus told me he was going to take care of that, and I believe him. So, when I go to church, every single time I go to church, it's all about how we are going to break through in our careers and jobs and businesses, which is fine, which is very wonderful. But it's just about it. I come back empty. I come back drained. It feels like the power that is at work in us is not well utilized. It's almost like using a fly, sorry, it's almost like using a sledgehammer to kill a scissor fly. That's what we do when we utilize the power to make our world better and channel the entire energy just to make ourselves better. We are putting so much heavy weight of power on things that should have just easily worked out so we channel our energy the energy that the holy spirit has given us we pray in tongues for the wrong things we pray in the spirit just for our visa our passports our financial stability the protection of our children which is beautiful but that's not the main thing the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty true God to the pulling down of strongholds. That's what we pull down. casting down imaginations that's what we fight you should fight against every single day in our world one ideology pops off that is anti-christ and we keep quiet we talk about it on social media we talk about it we argue about it but we do nothing almost nothing as a body of Christ in the spirit realm that 's what the Lord said, casting down those imaginations that 's where we're given the power, pulling down every stronghold and bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. but what do we do? We take the power that we are going to use to revolt revolt against thoughts and ideologies and principalities to ask for petty needs that would have been met even without us asking I think I'm feeling a bit a bit relieved talking about this because this will be actually the first time that I am articulating to a very large extent how I've been feeling in the past two years since post-Covid. Every single time I go to church and someone is binding and casting a devil or someone is telling me about how Everything about me will work out and prosper. I don't feel good. Not because what they are saying is wrong. but because it's not the focus. We are missing the focus and it's stifling me. It's almost like a painter without a hand. You have a hand. Not because your hands are cut off, but your hands are tied and you can't exercise those hands or maybe they're asking you to use those hands to crawl maybe or something that is not hand worthy you're not using your hands for the painting it's like a singer without a voice it's like an instrumentalist without his instruments That's what it feels like when Christians have the power of the Holy Spirit but we're not using it in the right places. We channel it to the wrong things. We constantly 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 focus on the devil and how to defeat him. And The funny thing about the devil is that he's stubborn. One day the Holy Spirit explained that to me. And I realized I was fighting a useless battle. Every single time you wake up at midnight or you pray against the devil and say, I bind you, I cast you, I shut up. He was going to always come back. So what's the solution? He's stubborn. He's stubborn. It's, 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 it's a very settled fact. He's stubborn. He's going to always come back. So what do you do? You focus on the Lord and the Lord fights him because every single time the Lord appears, he's scared and he reverts. So I don't spend my own energy wasting my time or my focus or my attention on him. So, the more that we put our attention on things that are not the focus, the more draining it is because the energy, it's more like having a pent-up energy inside of us that is not being used. It's either it bursts inside of us or drains us. Or makes us horrible people because that energy was supposed to go out and give off the spiritual good aura to our world and become the light but instead what happens that light that was supposed to shine out now shines in inside of us and destroys us because of self-centeredness worships these days are superficial I was in church today and so when I say going to church being in church I'd like to chip in the fact that since post COVID I've been church hunting for the past two years. So it was it's not a one denomination thing, it's not a a group, it's not a group problem. I I finally realized that it's a general problem regardless of wherever I went to, and I've been church hunting for the past two years. Sometimes I stay in a church for some certain weeks. I'm no longer comfortable sometimes I stay in a church for just few hours I can't stand what is going on there depending on the intensity of, of, of you know the rightness or the wrongness of what's going on I either try to cope with it or I just can't so I just get up and leave so I have been making my rounds it's not been quite easy it's draining it's sapping I know all these things I just can't find a group that just does the same thing or say the same thing or in my locality it's pathetic stressful and one of the annoying things that let me allow me to use that word is that people know these things it's not far from the truth i'm not the only christian on earth so the truth is also revealed to majority of us only very few are courageous enough to embrace it enough to leave it out only very few And that leaving it out part is the part that most of us find really difficult. So, as I was making rounds of my church, you know, like hunting, I decided to repeat a certain church that I've been to. And it was all the same. So, one of the things that happened when I was getting into the entrance of the church, I said, Holy Spirit, I've been to this church before. Uh, a lot of things has happened since the last time I came. I do not want to be judgmental. I do not want to to, to you know, start, start pinpointing any fault or anything. Just help me to attend the service and open heart. Maybe it's just probably... Um, the state of my mind at the time the first time I came um, just helped me to have an open mind a lot of things has happened since the last time so probably things are gonna be different so let's just go into service and start off a clean slate maybe I'm just gonna like it here maybe everything is just me maybe it's just in my head I hope I'm not just being too picky or too selective help me Holy Spirit to just blend in so I went into church I got in during the period of the worship session uh, uh, shortly shortly before the worship session just during the announcements of preliminary announcements before the worship session so when I just got down sit, sat down everything was playing announcement was going on it was really loud I said okay well maybe it's just announcements it was played so it was on radio so I said okay it's not gonna come down it's just announcement and it was being played after the announcement which lasted for like close to some few minutes quite long. And then the worship team joined up and came up. It was quite louder. I could not contain the noise that was piercing into my brain. It was loud. I had to hold my both ears and put my fingers into my ears like this, and I couldn't concentrate in worship. It was more like a mix of sounds rather than an intentional, in-depth worship to the I Am. It was it was all noise, and it wasn't it wasn't. It was a peculiar affair to this this particular group of people is something that I have noticed. Either either I started noticing it because I've sat with Jesus. Because I used to be I never noticed all of these things before COVID. I don't know what snapped. I, I, something snapped. Of course I didn't know what snapped. It's just, just I didn't realize how sharp a picture difference is gonna make the world suddenly became loud the noise suddenly became very loud people suddenly became more aggressive oh it's not exactly like people suddenly became more aggressive just that I didn't realize it because I was part of the community before I was part of the noise, I was part of the aggression, I was part of everything that that I complain about right now, <laughs> I was part of it without knowing, and when God opened my eyes, I saw the glaring picture, or picture of what we have always been in, and we never knew, you, know, you never know how dirty you are. Until you take a bath, that's how it felt. When I had a bath with Jesus, I just suddenly realized how dirty things were. I got into there, sat. Then the entire noise, I I was able to stay through out the service, but. I went I went back drained. It was first the noise, then the teaching that centered on how many points? I couldn't note. I think it was seven points about just exposing it's more like an expository class on the devil and how you can avoid him. I felt sad. Felt sad. I felt really, really sad in my spirit on how much we are majoring on the minors and minoring on the majors. Our world is caving in with so much wickedness, with so much thirst and hunger for the right things, and the light is not shining outward, it's shining inward, we're segregating, we're having divisions among ourselves, we're trying to check who is better than what, or what place is better than where else. And the garden that the Lord created man and put him in is withering right in front of him. Our world is crashing and the light is dimming. I pray for the church with so much burden in my heart. I pray for the world with so much burden, but I can't carry that burden alone. Sundays come, Saturdays evening come, and I'm so scared. At Sundays coming, there is no excitement and even more glaring uncertainty about where to worship. I don't know where to worship. Of course, it was, it's easy for me to just you know, look for an online church, attend online services. Beautiful. I have all of those but when it comes down right to it to find a local community who speaks the same language that Jesus speaks man it's tough it's tough it's rare I mean honestly I am open to suggestions and I would love it so much I'm not looking for people who are just gyrating over how beautiful and how wonderful their pastor is and how how the church is so nice and how they are so good. I'm not I'm saying something that is beyond denomination, beyond the central theme of what your group believes. Things that transcend to the general theme of what Jesus stands for. Because Jesus didn't just come For only those who are already saved, he also came to permeate into the entire world. But know what the church does? The church is growing closer and closer towards themselves, forming a tightly knit small family unit and just want to be there. But Jesus said, go ye into the world. So he wants like an expansion, but we are coming into a contraction. We're just almost squeezing ourselves into some, you know, groups and two units and bonding and family, which is beautiful, but that's not all. So this is me deciding to talk about everything that have just been pent up in my spirit for the longest of time. A few things to take home. I am looking for this kind of community that I described that gives the authentic Jesus regardless of race, tribe, color, religion, belief. But because, because I think that that's what Jesus stands for. And When he comes into our lives, he now makes us one. So I'm not just looking for a local assembly of people who go to the same church and accept the same thing and love their pastor. I'm not looking for a group of people who just love their pastor. Loving your pastor is beautiful. But I'm also concerned about what your pastor is saying. And I'm also concerned about if your group is also reaching out to the society that's one and that's the major so I think I'm just gonna give it a wrap here I'm looking for a community that stands for what Jesus stands for And I wish that we all will stand for it wherever we are. And I wish that things would change. And I wish that this gets into the right hands. And I wish that this gets into the right ears. And I wish that this gets into the right soul and spirit and causes a chain reaction. A synergy that changes things, that makes our world better, that brightens our world, that puts light where it's supposed to be in every sector of the economy of the world, our countries, the leadership, the technology, every single thing. And i I want to see, I want to see a group of believers who hold the forts. Who stand their feet on the ground for their world not a group of believers who are somewhat so absorbed into themselves and just about them their lives their family their finances and that's it and then striking every demon they see no we have the angels to strike the demons our job is to make sure that our world spreads love joy comfort peace in every single sector of the economy I want to see a group of believers who's doing that and I want to so badly be a part of it secondly if you have suggestion of where this can be found or if you actually want to start this chain reaction please let me know if there is already an existing one please let me know if you are interested in starting one because you know what this world is ours the Lord gave it to us and we are going to make it good and I am all all up for it and I'm looking for people who are going to be up for it too let's get the stone rolling God bless you Amen.